Well, it's good to be here with you again. And I just want to start off this afternoon by taking us back on a little journey at the beginning of this year that the 2.30 service had started. The series is the 2,000-year-old resolution. Something happened 2,000 years ago and more and hasn't stopped and continues. And today my title is Covenant Meal. What's then is what's for dessert. But before we look at the key verse, I want to remind us of the journey. Pastor Colin opened up the 2.30 series at the beginning of January by taking us into a reminder of what communion is all about for Christians. Also an excerpt from his teaching in the Sword of the Spirit series, Glory in the Church, teaches us that communion is a meal of covenant and fellowship, which is meant to strengthen the body. Eating together, fellowshipping together in the body and the blood of Christ is a very important part of being in Christian communion with God and with fellow Christians. Before we can talk about the meal itself that we're going to take today, let's remind ourselves what the word covenant means and so apt that the worship team were singing at the, um, as they closed their first set, the blessing. It's a song of covenant, isn't it? For your family, your children, their children, their children, their children, to a thousand generations. He is for you, with you, within you. There are promises there. And again, that song, I'm holding on to your promises. The word covenant in the Cambridge Dictionary, it describes it as a formal agreement or promise between two or more people. And dictionary.com says the conditional promises, conditional means something is tied to it, The conditional promises made to humanity by God. Why is it conditional? There's something we have to do. As revealed in scripture. So we have a part to play. But it's about the promises made to humanity by God. And it's an agreement or a promise between two or more people. And finally, by way of introduction... Remember also in Pastor Colin's sermon at the beginning of the year, he said everything symbolised in the bread and the wine is an indication that God will powerfully work in you to underline, strengthen and wonderfully reveal in you all you have in Christ. So the summary to the introduction is to remind us again today that taking communion is vital in our walk with the Lord And that every time we take communion, it's like renewing our participation in the covenant, in the agreement between God and you. Sealed in our hearts are the Lord's benefits of the covenant. And I wanted to add that this is an agreement which God does not break, has not broken, 
will never break. Very important there. So before we read the text today, I would like to set the scene. We've gathered together for a meal. We're sitting around a table. Begin to imagine. I don't know if you prefer intimate meals with a few close friends, not that we're allowed to do that at the moment, or if you prefer a long table in a restaurant with a large group. I like both. Well, perhaps we're in a cell group today, or two cells gathering together for a meal. But it's not an ordinary meal. It's a covenant meal. And let me describe the main course, first of all, what the components are of this covenant meal. What's special about covenant is a time to remember something. So let's look at the scripture verse that I have, which is taken from Psalm 34 and verse 8. Simple. Here is our dinner invitation. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. That's what we do when we take a meal, isn't it? We begin to taste. Do we fancy a bit of this? Do we like that? We begin to try out, don't we? Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. The Living Bible version says, Oh, put God to the test and see how kind he is. Taste him. Test him. See. See for yourself the way his mercies shower down on all who trust in him. The message version says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. So around this table, we've been eating and we've been talking and we're reminiscing about the goodness of our God. And as we've been enjoying our main course, we've broken bread together and we remember Christ's broken body for us. Now, you may ask a question. This is the main course, the body broken. What was the starter in our dinner? I dare say that it was our yes when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. That was our starter. We're in a covenant relationship with him. That's where we begin. So we've broken bread together. We've done what God has said to do. Remember Christ's broken body for us. And having eaten, of course, we're thirsty. So with our main meal, we take a drink and we remember together that his blood was shed. What was the purpose of the broken body and the shed blood? Why would we need to remember at all that this took place? How does it relate to us today? We come together we remember the broken body, we remember the blood, we eat a meal, and off we go. Yes, we have been given salvation, and it's a reminder that we've been given salvation, which is wholeness in every area of our life. We're saved. We have received eternal life, and we remember these things as we commune together, that a great price was paid for us. 
So is that it? We're saved. We will be with the Lord forever when we leave the earth. So what do we do? Just get on with life now on earth? We've taken communion. We've had our main meal. We know we're saved. We know we have eternal life. Let's just keep plodding on. No. There must be more. Otherwise, why would we be encouraged to pray in the Lord's Prayer? Your kingdom come. How do we bring that kingdom into the earth today? So what's missing in our meal? We've had the starter, we've had the main. We need to have dessert, don't we? Now, I've been out for many meals. It's one of my favourite pastimes, actually, going out for a meal. I miss the restaurants. And I notice that not everybody likes dessert. Some just don't have a sweet tooth. Others are trying to stay healthy. And some are just too full. But this is one time we must all have dessert, spiritually speaking. The covenant meal, we must partake of the dessert. So up comes the trolley. What's on the dessert trolley? I'd like to turn now to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, I'm going to read verses 2 to 5 from the ESV version. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things. These verses say that we should not forget the benefits of the Lord. Bless his name. Bless his name. Our soul should bless him and not forget his benefits. Forgiveness. Healing of all our diseases, it says. He redeems our life from the pit. He crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. He satisfies us with good. Later on in this psalm, it talks about his covenant promises. It talks about his compassion toward us. And it talks about that he always keeps his part But we're called upon as well to keep our parts. I want to go now to Psalm 36, verses 7 to 9. I'll take that from the NLT version. Psalm 36, verses 7 to 9. How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house letting them drink from your river of delights, for you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. And this psalm talks about his love, which is unfailing, the shelter in the shadow of his wings, that we're fed from his abundance. Remember, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Forget all his benefits. And we drink from his river, which is full of delights. There's a river flowing, 
full of the delights of the Lord that we can partake of. The, the Passion Translation back in Psalm 34, verse 8, also speaks of drinking. It says, drink deeply of the pleasures of this God. Experience for yourself the joyous mercies he gives to all who turn to hide themselves in him. God has so much dessert for us to partake of, to experience. So many benefits, so many promises that come out of communion with him, that come out of fellowship with him, that come out of remembering his broken body, that come out of remembering the blood that was shed. Drink deeply of the pleasures. Drink from his river of delights. Feed on his abundance. Nothing here speaks of lack. Nothing here speaks of shortage or doing without. It speaks of a full God. So, the trolley's here, and I'm going to choose a dessert from the trolley today. I could choose forgiveness. I could choose grace. I could choose faith. I'm going to choose healing. I'm going to pick that off the trolley. Just by way of an example of one of the benefits of communion with the Lord and of communing with our Lord. So I've chosen healing today. I want to speak from Isaiah 54. A few scriptures today, but that's never a bad thing, is it? Isaiah 53, verses 4 to 5. Isaiah 53, verses 4 to 5. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. This talks about the amazing exchange at the cross. That the Lord would be wounded so that we would be healed. Forget not all his benefits. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I've often heard of people being healed during times of taking communion, during times when we're doing what we've been told to do in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 26. Do this in remembrance of me. Take, eat, taste and see. Taste and see my broken body and the results of it. Taste and see the benefits of the blood that was shed for you. We need to dip into the dessert. It's the agreement that God made with mankind when Christ went to the cross that enables us to taste of his healing while we're here on earth. That agreement enables us to partake of healing amongst all of the other benefits. Some of you right there in your homes today prepare to receive the healing power of the Lord today. Healing comes in many forms. Healing of the mind, healing of the soul, 
healing of relationships long broken, as well as healing in our bodies. And we could go further into this today. We could go further into the questions that are asked. We could explore. We could speak of the experiences around healing. We can speak about why some are healed and why some are not. We could go into depth. But my emphasis today is on us right now, enjoying one of the covenantal benefits mentioned in Psalm 103. So it's not an expose of healing, but I'm using it as an example of a benefit that you can pick, that you can choose, that you can partake of. But thinking about this particular dessert or benefit, I think back to last year, March, right at the beginning of lockdown, and all that has taken place throughout the lockdown, where we have had testimony upon testimony upon testimony of God's healing power at work, of God fulfilling his part of the covenant promise to his people. As prayer requests came in, people had growths, they disappeared. People recovered from illness as we prayed because they partook of the covenant blessing, the covenant promise. Two people I know had car accidents, vehicle accidents, and recovered and they could have lost their lives. One Wednesday evening, one of the primary leaders and her ladies, they were praying in our prayer room via Zoom. One of the cell members had taken ill that afternoon and she came into the Zoom room, legs swollen, unable to walk in pain. As they prayed, she believed. She entered into the covenant promise. She dipped into the benefits of the Lord. And she was completely healed right there in her home. It was incredible. God heals today. Christ heals today. His work on the cross brings his healing power. And it's a benefit that we can dip into. Today, I want to encourage us that healing is available. You can Partake of it. Have you ever received a miracle of healing? Remember this today as you ask again for what you need and see the Lord hold on to his promise. Remember what's happened before. Like we put him in remembrance of his broken body, of his work on the cross. What has he done before? What miracles have you received in the past? We see so many examples in the New Testament Gospels. The authority of Christ is on display in the Gospels. We see so many examples of him before he went to the cross healing. The woman with the issue of blood. She, she reached out. She reached out. The servant of the centurion. The centurion said, you don't need to come. You are a man under authority. Speak the word only. My servant will be healed. The man who was blind at birth, nobody would expect him to be able to see, yet the Lord Jesus Christ healed him. Peter's mother-in-law, blind Bartimaeus, all of these and many more healings occurred while Jesus walked on the earth. But then he did go to the cross and he rose. 
And we see that after this, after his finished work on the cross, so many more healings took place. Look in the book of Acts, look among the apostles. Peter with the lame man at the gate called Beautiful. How many times people would be healed as Peter's shadow passed over them. Paul raises a man from the dead who was listening and fell asleep and fell out of the window. Many were healed who were paralyzed under the hand of Philip, the apostle. They were healed. These apostles understood the covenant, promised the agreement that God had made with mankind. They knew that there was more than the broken body and more in that broken body and more than the blood and more in the shedding of the blood. They knew there was dessert. They knew there were benefits. Let me give you a personal story. Um, a couple of years ago or so, I was actually coming up on this platform in some wedge shoes and I felt something in my knee. It was a little bit painful. I thought nothing of it and then days later, I was in the most excruciating pain I have ever had. I still remember it today because for six months, I limped. I went on holiday taxis everywhere in, 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 in the, the island I was in, which was so hot and beautiful. I couldn't enjoy the holiday unless I was on painkillers. And I was praying, and I was believing God for healing, but it was so painful. One evening, we were in the cell that I belonged to, and one of the ladies was leading and decided that it was time that we should pray for people to be healed. And so I asked for prayer for my knee. The covenant-keeping God came through. As one of the ladies laid hands, the pain, this is the only way I could describe it, dissolved. After six months of limping, the pain dissolved and has never, ever returned again. The covenant keeping God promises to heal us. Why don't you begin to partake of that benefit? Some of you are home today with knee problems. Some have had surgery, some are waiting for surgery, others have done nothing yet. Believe the Lord today to dissolve pain from those painful knees in the name of Jesus Christ. I remember not just being prayed for and being healed, but praying for someone when I was on a mission to Mauritius with Kensington Temple some years ago. And I didn't speak French, and, and a man came up in an open-air crusade, and they indicated to me that he had back problems. And so I laid hands on him, because we could do that in those days. And uh, I, that was it. I prayed, and I finished and moved on praying for other people. And then I turned around because the platform had gone quiet. And when I looked, there was this man on the platform testifying and demonstrating how he could move again after prayer. As we declared the word of the covenant-keeping God, the God of promise, people were healed. How many miracles of healing can you think of that you have experienced? 
or that you have prayed for another person and you've seen their healing manifest. But how can I speak about healing without acknowledging loss? Many of our loved ones have gone on to be with the Lord due to sickness. The very thing that we would ask for as part of a benefit of being in covenant relationship with the Lord, we don't see that manifest and we say goodbye to loved ones and we don't understand. You may ask why. And none of us have the answers. God is sovereign. Some are healed here on earth. Some of us have tasted and seen his healing power, but others are experiencing it right now in its entirety. Right there in eternity, where there is no more pain and no more sorrow and no more sickness, they are experiencing healing in its entirety. I go back again to Isaiah 53, because I can never speak about healing and not consider those that we have lost or family members who right now are believing for healing and have not seen it manifest. But remember Isaiah 53 4 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and he's carried our sorrows. So let me say to you today who are grieving, he is carrying your grief and bearing your sorrow. I pray you come to a place of peace and acceptance that your loved ones are in the arms of the promise keeper, safe, secure, free from pain. But that while you grieve and while you sorrow, Christ bore that for you on the cross and takes the burden of that in Jesus' precious name. He didn't say that we wouldn't have sorrow. He didn't say that we wouldn't have grief. But he's there fulfilling his promises to heal us from that loss. Partake of the healing of your souls today, right now. Partake of the healing. Pick it out of his benefits. Pick it out of those promises. Heal my soul, Lord. Heal my soul, strengthen me, make me whole. For healing is ultimately fulfilled in heaven. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all of those who are aching in their hearts, aching in their souls. Some not because of death, but because of relationships in family which seem irreconcilable. I pray, Lord, that you will strengthen each soul and heal each soul, for it's part of your promise. In Jesus' precious name. I just read an excerpt as I conclude today 
from Exodus 19, verse 5. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you will be my treasured possession among all people, for all the earth is mine. Our obedience in the act of communion and in remembering the work of the cross brings his benefits to us. Let's continue to remember the work of the cross. Let's obey him, taking communion, whether together, whether at home alone. So many people now take communion on a daily basis and use that as the reminder of their communion with the Lord. Use that as their connection with the power of the Lord and his benefits. Taking communion opens the pathway a believer can use to walk in the supernatural, to receive healing, receive love, receive faith, receive grace, receive satisfaction, receive joy. What benefits, what dessert are you looking for today? Not just to taste it, but to partake of the promises. It's quite amazing that the worship team sang a song earlier on and I had written the words out yesterday as I was preparing, not, not realising they were singing it. And I wanted to read it. That death could not hold you, Jesus. The veil tore before you. You silenced the boast of sin and the grave. The heavens are roaring. The praise of your glory. For you are raised to life again. You have no rival when it comes to your promises. No one can negate them. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. For yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above all names. This is one meal, saints of God, that we can never get to the point of being too full. We can never say we've got no room for dessert because there is always room to partake of and experience the benefits and the promises that God has given us. Why don't you right now begin to choose what dessert you will pick today? What dessert you'll pick tomorrow? What benefits you'll partake of? Begin to think right now. What do I need? What has God got out there in his river of delights for me? that I can take hold of as his covenant daughter, as his covenant son. The message version said in Psalm 34 verse 8, blessed are you who run to him. I want to encourage you right now, as you close your eyes there at home, watching online as you close your eyes in the sanctuary. I want to encourage you right now, run to him now and acknowledge his sovereignty in every situation in our lives. Run to him now so that our lives don't become one of ritual, one of just all knowledge, but no demonstration of his salvation and his power. Run to him now as his love for us drives him to fulfill his promises. The river is full. The dessert trolleys are many and there for the picking. Will we let the promises drift by? Will we let them go by? I want to pray for the healing power of God right now in our lives.
If you're believing the Lord for healing in an area of your body, for healing in your mind, for healing in your soul, then receive it now. 